Hello, everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Mel. I know I've been kind of like off the grid for a while. What happened is, is that I went from Michigan to Lancaster and I have really bad um, Wi-Fi here. And I'm not able to, you know, I have like one bar and that's about it. So what I've done is I've recorded this for you instead of doing a live broadcast on Facebook because I wanted to start doing my series and start to do more broadcasting and more, um, more videos for you. So today we're going to cover something that I've talked about in the past, but I've never gone into detail. We're going to talk about when I was a child and something that happened to me. And it happens to many, many people. I mean, many people have the same experience, but I was just, uh, I don't know how old I was. I haven't gotten any clarification on that one at all. So I was at the beach on Lake St. Clair, our little local little park that we would go to with our family. My father and mother were there and my siblings were all with us. And we were out in the water and my sister was, you know, out there with me and my older brother. And my little brother was too young to be as far as we were out. And I was not a very good swimmer. So I was on a raft. And my older brother decided to do something fun. He thought it was fun. He tipped the raft over. And I started to sink down to the bottom. And when I did, I was down there for quite a while until somebody noticed. And my sister she grabbed me by my hair, literally grabbed me by my hair and pulled me up and um, screaming for my father. And he ran out into the water and he picked me up and he took me to the shore and got water out of me. You know, you know how they do those, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know. I was, I was unconscious. So, so. <clears throat> So I started to breathe, but something happened to me while I was down there. I went to a light. I could feel myself losing everything, losing all, you know, consciousness of, of the reality where I was at. And remember, I was very young, so I don't have a lot of memory of that. And why this is a very important part of my life, this kind of spiraled me into, into a whole different way of looking at things in, in the world. And I seemed to journey. I went and yes, I followed a white light and I journeyed there and there were people there and they were greeting me. And then a figure came to me and you know, some people may call it God, you know, I call it the creator, I don't know. I really don't know who it was. I'm not going to put claims out there that I saw God. I really don't know. So basically, I couldn't remember anything that was told to me. And they told me things. And I know that because I could hear voices talking to me, especially the one that I was greeted by, you know, the one that had, you know, that was the lightest and that was, um, the one that everyone seemed to be in awe of. That's all I remember. And I, all of a sudden, I felt like I was being dragged back. But before I was, they kind of told me that I needed to go back. I was very young. I mean, really, really, really young. And 
So I woke up at the side of the beach or on the beach and the sand and my dad was there. My mother was crying and I don't remember anything more. And let's fast forward now. Okay. I mean, I've been on an amazing spiritual journey in my life and I don't have a lot of memory of my childhood. None whatsoever. Only what people have told me, but I remembered that. That was a very important memory. And one of the reasons why I don't have a lot of memory as a child is because I've had two very serious um, concussions. Uh, one was, the last one was here. It was like, I was like conehead. I mean, it was like boing. And I was um, in Redondo Beach area and I got a little tipsy. No, I got very tipsy and um, went and got on top of a hill on my roller skates and roller skated down and hit a rock at the bottom because I didn't know you're supposed to go side to side you know I went straight down landed on my head and I was rushed into emergency and my head was like gigantic I looked like cone head you know like on on Saturday Night Live it was bad so like I said I don't have a lot of childhood memories only from what people have told me and I don't get glimpses of them I don't get I know that I was extremely sensitive like if somebody in the classroom stole something or one of my friends you know did something wrong and stole something I felt like I did it and I didn't I could feel people's energy I could see light around them and I thought that I was a little bizarre and I spent I spent a lot of time by myself in my bedroom, creating a mess. My sister was very meticulous. You know, she shared bedrooms with me and her side of the, the closet was perfect and mine was scattered and piled up with clothes because I had, I had no use for cleaning. And I just, I don't know where I went. I don't know what I did as a child. You know, I know I played with dolls. You know, we all did Barbie, you know? So we played with Barbies and um, played outside you know, where we, you know, when you could, when you could go outside all day long and your parents didn't worry about you. And then I got older and older and older. And about three years ago, it's going to be about three years ago. It was uh, three seasons of boondocking in my RV. And this is my RV. I'm in my bedroom slash studio art room. So everything, I have everything in here because I do now as an adult like things organized, but you know, in a small RV, you have to make do. So, <laughs> so I was out boondocking in Quartzsite and I've talked about this a little bit before, but never really into detail. So the man that gave me my dog, Kai, was an American Indian medicine man. And he told me that Kai was born for me and that he was, you know, supposed to be my protector and that I had all these walls up and, you know, you know, I did, you know, I just, you know, I, I was living in Los Angeles and I just was on my very first trip by getting my RV broken down in Quartzsite. So of course I had walls up, you know, I, I've lived a very extraordinary life and I'm not going to go into detail. Those will all come, you know, we'll all talk about my spiritual awakening at different avenues but we're we're starting here because this is when I was a child what I experienced and how start how this all started 
So he came to my campsite and he brought another woman named Shirley and she was an American Indian medicine woman. These are real people. These are not figments of my imagination. These are not spirit guides, as you guys know that I have quite a few of them. And, you know, we sat down and he said to me that he wanted to, I mean, he said to me that, that the creator, because I call God the creator of all, it doesn't matter what you call him, it's, it matters that you get there and that you, you have an awakening, or I can't say the word epiphany, so you guys can make fun of me when, you, when I use that word epiphany. And he said to me, he says, great, great grandfather, you know, the grand, great grandfather now has me, you know, to tell you some information. And Shirley came over and put her arm around me and he yelled at her and then complained about her as she walked off. And she was a wonderful friend. Wonderful. I, I adored her. And um, so he was complaining about her. And all of a sudden in that whole instance of him, you know, putting out the anger and um, frustration, I started to shake and I knew what was happening because I've done channeling, a lot of channeling in my life. And what appeared was Reynold on this side and great, great grandfather, which is my Indian chief and my real great grandfather were standing beside me in spirit form. And then all of a sudden, there was two more behind me that I've never had. And I used to call them um, SNK, you know, and because I couldn't say their name, it's Cyprus. <laughs> See, I still do it. Cyprus, <laughs> Cyprus, whatever sisters, whatever it is, and Karan. They were standing behind me. And the three of, or the four of them, took me back to when I died as a child. First of all, they told, they told Bear off a little bit and told him that he was trying to manipulate me and they defended me and it was all done in, you know, in this sort of out of body experience and it was pretty amazing. So <laughs> they took me back to when I, died as a child, took me back the whole journey and to the person. And I still don't have a name because names mean nothing there. You know, I mean, they mean nothing. It could have been the creator. I don't know. And the creator or whoever that was showed me what my life has been like and what my life will be in the future, which I would not go into detail. But he also explained to me what was told to me as a child. And what he told to me as a child was that, um, that I was to speak to multitudes of people. And being a smart ass that I am, even with the spirit guides, I'm a smart ass, because you know, they can be smart asses with me too. And I, I said, in my mind, but I've already done that. I've had 5,000 people watching my shows, you know, on a different network and da, 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 da. And then they said, the guy that I was talking to, whatever he is or she said to me, 
that was just training. That was just training for I could learn how to speak without fear in front of a lot of people. And I, I'm fearless as far as public speaking is. I mean, I go out there and I, and what happens is when I do public speaking, when I actually do classes, I don't speak from me. I speak from all of my spirit guides and I channel them. I do a lot of that. And I find that in my writing too. They told me that I'm supposed to write a book and that my spirit guides will guide me and my spirit guides will channel through me. And they're pretty upset with me right now because I've been procrastinating <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so that was an amazing experience. And when, when we finished, you know, you know, they told me other things too about, you know, about our mindsets and how we can change our lives. You know, you know, we change our lives through our thoughts, but we also have to follow it by action. And action is so important. It is the most important thing. I mean, we can sit and dream about what we want to do, but if we never get out there and really experience and really take an effort, then, then it's too hard to achieve it. You know, we got to do some of the work too. So after it was over, I said to Bear, because he was dumbfounded, just looked like, you know, he was dumbfounded. And I asked him, I says, how many spirit guides were there? How many guides were there? And he looked at me and said four. And I, I asked him that because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't making this up in my mind. My first spirit guide, which I'll go into another time, was introduced to me by a mentor of mine. My second spirit guide, which was my great-great-grandfather, I discovered him in Sedona. It was so powerful. And I didn't discover who he was until I went to an Indian sweat. And they put me in the very, very hot area of the Indian sweat. And at the fourth door, which I did not really realize that I could go through the fourth door. And what they mean by the fourth door is they do one door, they close it. Then they open it up. And if it's too hot for you or you can't take the eat, you can go. And it was a four-door ceremony. And it was a traditional American Indian ceremony. And I made it to the fourth door. And in that fourth door, he appeared to me. Again, because he always appears to me. I mean, you know, I have amazing amazing journeys with him and I asked him who he was and he says I am your great great grandfather and I've been with you since the beginning of time and I am here to protect you I don't understand how I've made it through my whole life it's because I've had these amazing spirit guides protecting me and guiding me and yeah, I do did go to the dark side of life, but that's where you really learn. I've had problems. That's where you really learn on this journey to enlightenment. And every single person has the option whether they want to follow enlightenment or not, because we have choice. Even in the spiritual world, we have choice. And let me bring you back to the woman that was there, Shirley. Uh, we stayed in touch after she left and uh, we left and she went to Oklahoma and I went, you know, to California, then to Michigan. And she told me that she was going to be passing away, that great grandmother is calling her. 
for more work to do. And I got very upset because I didn't understand how this beautiful soul is going to leave. And she was my friend and I loved her. And I couldn't speak to her on the phone. We'd only did texting because it upset me too much. I asked a lot of questions, did my research. And I found out that, you know, Indian tribes that, um, you know, when they're crossing the country and they were crossing before, probably before the, you know, us white people got here. Um, if somebody was sick and they were going to die, they would leave their their tribe and they would go out into the wilderness and they would pass away. So they wouldn't hold back, you know, the tribe. It was it was for the, the wellness of the tribe. So on my way to Quartzsite um, two years ago, I got a text from her son and said that she passed away. But while we were talking one time, she told me when we were talking about this, she told me that she hopes that, that the creator of all will allow her to be my guide. So when I got back to Quartzsite, I, I bu finally built a, um, a medicine wheel and a Zen garden. I was in the Zen garden and um, meditating and she appeared to me and she said to me, she says, she says, Melody, um, I am not going to be able to be your spirit guide. And she says, but I have someone to introduce you to. And it's Asmira. And it, it was another spirit guide. And she says, this is a very special spirit guide. This is at the very tops of the dimensions, if you know anything about dimensions, but that's another story. And she disappeared. And when I looked down at my Zen garden that I built, I realized that all my mounds were one was for the creator of all that is. And on this side was Reynold. And on this side was great, great grandfather. Then at the top, there were three more mounds of rocks that I built. And this one was on this side, Karin or Cypress. And this side was Karin, however you pronounce them. And then the center one was Ashmira. I know these stories sound really bizarre. And there's really nothing special about me, except for the experiences that I've had with my spirit guides. You can ask a therapist or a psychiatrist, and then, you know, I'm not disillusional. I, you know, I'm really not. These things actually happen to me. And when you become awakened, things like this will happen to you. But it's taken me since I've been, oh my God, four years old to get to this place. And I'm still learning. I learn every day, every life experiences, whether it's grand and wonderful or whether it's heartbreaking and sad. I can feel my DNA being activated all the time. I feel energy. I feel solar flares. I meditate and I'm meditating more. And I'm educating myself. I'm learning. I'm really learning about vibrations by frequencies. I mean, <laughs> I am here to share it with you. And that's why I do these shows. And I want to thank you so much for watching this. And send it to your friends. Send it to your family. You know, it is about coming together 
as a human race, as a conscious collectiveness. We are the conscious collective, or it's called the collective consciousness to be accurate and to be you know, correct. But I'm never correct on anything because my mind doesn't work that way. I've been severely dyslexic as a child. And I saw things that I didn't know what I was seeing, but it's okay. And I want to wish you all a wonderful day. Please walk in peace, love, joy, kindness, and compassion. And walk to the light. Because you can change the world. Namaste.